Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of the Official Gears podcast, where we're talking everything from mouse ears to butterbeers. I'm Alan, and this week I am joined by Mike, uh, returning to us again, and we are the guys of ears of experience. Uh, thank you for tuning in, listening again as we begin a new year. How's it going today, Mike? Oh, well, I'm doing great, Alan. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be able to co-host with you today. No problem. Uh, Thanks for filling in for Brian while he's down at Disney with the family. My pleasure. Yeah, we're seeing pictures from him already, so it looks like they're doing well. Yeah. Um, haven't been able to get Rise of the Resistance yet, though. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough one. It's always yeah. tough this time of year, maybe even a notch higher as far as yeah. trying to get it. He, he said the kids haven't been too disappointed to buy it yet, but they're they're having a good time. So, you know, they've got a few more days. Hopefully, maybe they can get over there and get that in before they go. Yeah, hopefully. Well, as your mouse experts, we're here to help answer all your Disney and Universal destination questions and prepare you for your next vacation. Uh, in case you missed it on the last episode, we were joined by Ruthie and Leslie to help discuss some of our favorite things to splurge on on a vacation. And in this episode, we're really just going to be talking about what's coming in 2021 that we're aware of what's going on. Um, so what uh, what's up with you, Mike? What's been new? Uh, how's business going? Business going good. Um, my day job is is busier than ever. Uh, just coming off the, the Christmas high. And we were, <laughs> luckily, we were able to be, to have my oldest son, who's in the Navy, he was able to come home for the holidays. So I that, saw that. I saw that. Yeah, just great. If, if that was just all that happened at Christmas, it would have been a great Christmas. But we were able to spend a lot of quality family time together. And uh, first time we've seen him in three months. So that was that, that was very special. We were very And how long did that. he get to come home? How long was he there? He was here for five days. He came on the 21st nice. and then he left the day after Christmas on the 26th. And now is he assigned or is he going back to the academy or where is he going? Uh, he's currently in his A school. So once he gets his schooling in for his job, uh, then they'll tell him where he'll be transferred to. Uh, he doesn't know that yet. So that's still yep. up in the air. His friend, one, his best friend uh, graduated with him and he went into the Air Force. And Air Force mm -hmm. does little things different, but his, his schooling is over. And he was just notified that he was going to be going to Japan for two years. Wow. So. Yeah, that, wow. that would be an expensive plane trip to go visit your son. <laughs> well, so uh, if you guys haven't been following Mike, Mike's son, um, his oldest son recently joined Naval Academy, right? Up here in the yes. Chicago area, just outside from where we are. So he's been out doing his Naval Academy training and he got to come home for the holidays, which is great. Very good. Congrats Very on good. that. Now, on one, on one hand, that was great. But on the other hand, because of that, and I didn't want to put too much on them, we had a trip planned to Disney for those dates. Yeah. But being in the military, everything is just kind of bang, bang. They don't give you much time to yeah, to plan. Plans, so, right? <laughs> so, you know, about a month, two months before we decided we'd take the chance and go to Disney over Christmas. Mm -hmm. But then when he called and said he may get liberty to come home, that put everything on hold. So I waited till the very last minute. Yeah. And uh, end up canceling our Disney trip on the 20th. And I went and picked him up on the 21st. Just in case anything were to change, we were going to last minute still go go to the park, go to Disney. But uh, it, 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 it worked great this way. So I was yeah. happy to cancel the reservations. Well, well we and have some, some time with the son that you probably won't see again. Um, so how long is his A school now? I think it's, he said, 51 days. 
and they he they because of COVID, they everything is just kind of thrown all over the place. He doesn't even sure. have a start date. So right now he's in Pensacola, just kind of waiting orders. Now they do have little drills and things they do while he's there, but nothing really official yet. So that, but that's soon to start, I hope. Yeah. And so then he'll go for this A school for almost two months and then he'll get his assignment or sometime in that? Yes. Yep. And then he'll know where he's going for a while. Wow. So that'll be the next well, big surprise. Wish you guys well with that. I'm glad you got to spend some time yeah. with him over the holidays. That's always a good thing. Thank you. Uh, we want to talk about really quickly our keyword of the week, the winner. Um, so we've been putting keywords into our episodes lately. Um, so we've got four episodes we're doing this with where you win the free little mystery popcorn bucket that's got a Disney character in it. And uh, last week's winner was Nick. So congratulations to Nick on that. Um, Mike, what do you do? You collect anything that's Disney related specifically? Well, first off, congratulations to Nick. Um, I <laughs> we do. Um, our sons they have a few pins, not much. I never really got into it, but I got hooked in and started collecting the Star Wars Disney Vinyl Nations when they were out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the one time we did go to California and Disneyland. Um, there was, I, I guess, I mean, he was buying boxes and boxes of unopened vinyl nations <laughs> and he was opening them looking for certain uh, chasers and whatnot. Well, he was, had, he was getting multiple sets, obviously. So I was able to, and I guess this is kind of missing out on half the fun of actually opening <laughs> the package, but, but I was able to, to get a whole set from him <clears throat> minus the chasers, of course. And uh, yeah. yeah, I have those stored in boxes and we go down and look at them every once in a while. Kids are big Star Wars fans, so they got a kick out of that. And that was obviously when they were a little younger, but they still they still talk about it. That's they cool. enjoy looking at them. Yeah, I usually get like a hat when we go. Um, I try to get a new hat every time we go to the park because I wear baseball caps a lot. Um, I do have some pins, but I'm kind of picky on my pins. Um, I, I've collected a lot of the transportation ones, so I have all the buses. I'm working on some of the um friendship boat one still i've got some like the old triangular magnetic flags that they used to put on the buses to tell you which route the bus was running um so i've got some things like the little flag pins i I, I like some unique things um i have a good set of the country bears i think i'm missing one of the country bear pins um but yeah i I like things that are kind of specific and unique i don't just like them all um and i'd really like to get you know when things turn around and I have money, um, I'd really like to get some of the Disney Lego sets. So I saw Mike uh, Gregory, who's been on the show before. Uh, he got um, the, the Cinderella Castle for Christmas. I was like, ah, oh, so jealous. But I guess he already has the Main Street train station and stuff too. So yeah, I, I think those would be awesome. They have the Millennium Falcon and some Star Wars yeah. themed ones also. There are the some Death great Star, Star Wars ones. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty fun. I, I've seen some crazy um, rooms where people have a ton of the Star Wars Legos. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's cool. Yeah, it is. So uh, we move on and talk about this episode a little bit. We're really thinking about things to look forward to for 2021. What can we expect? What can we hope to expect? Um for your next visit and, you know, getting you in the mood to plan some of those things that are coming up. So uh, we're going to just kind of dive in a little bit and talk about some of the things that we know um, are currently scheduled to come to Disney in 2021. So obviously in October of 2021 is going to be Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. That is crazy, right? 
the bear. And I know because was... I was born the same year. So my oh. 50th is coming up in just a couple of months. I'm a few months older than Disney World, but not a lot. <laughs> well, that that October 1st, uh, 2021 was the initial target date when all their yeah. big new attractions were set to debut for the the 50th anniversary. But because of the virus and, and the world situations, uh, most of those, if not all those, have been pushed back to dates that have been undetermined yeah. at this point. Yeah, and so. some things that were supposed to open this year are still pushed back a bit too. So we'll, we'll talk a bit about some of those things that are coming, what we expect of them. So um, I will be back down in February. I think you're coming down with us too again, aren't you? Uh, we did. So obviously I just said we can't had to cancel our December trip. So that made room. I already got Go tickets ahead. and was able <laughs> to get a room. So yeah, I'll be joining you guys. That's great. So uh, we actually have a group of ears agents that are going down. Now, normally we have our conference in um, late February, early March um, every year, but we're not sure that a conference is going to happen yet for 2021. Um, nothing's been announced for us. So um, several of us had actually signed up to do the princess half marathon um, where we were all going to go down together and run the 5k and the 5k has been pushed to virtual um, as well as most of the marathons um, have all been pushed to virtual right now. They just can't handle the crowds like that and people running and breathing hard. Um, so uh, even though we already had it planned, um, the group of us that are going to go down, we're still going to go down um, about the same time frame. So I'm actually going down a few days early to spend my 50th birthday down there with my family. And uh, then I'll stay on with the ears group. Um, so I think that'll be a lot of fun. Kind of looking forward to that. I think there's, there might be like 10 of us going now. So that I think it's going to be, be our, fun, like a mini, mini conference. Yeah, it could be our largest non-conference group that's going together. So it's I always fun. So. It's always fun when we get together. It serves two yeah. purposes. We can actually get a lot of work done and do, do things that, that travel agents, travel planners do behind the scenes, but still get to meet, you know, our ears agents, agents that we... Yeah, we only bit. usually meet at conference or through yeah. video chat. So, yeah, it's it's a good time. Um, you know, there there is work going on. Everybody's like, oh, it must be nice to go to Disney. I'm like, yeah, but we are actually doing work. We're actually trying to come up with things um, to talk about for future episodes of the podcast, for um, social media items, for marketing for our group. Um, you know, for ears and and trying to put things out there. That's really cool. Um, so we, we do always, actually have always... several things scheduled. Always have to, to test your your sequence and and make sure that. Uh, exactly. the order of attractions that we give to our clients actually does work because sometimes when yeah. they add new attractions that kind of throws the feng shui of things off so <laughs> it does. we split up sure. and we do thing you go here first you go here first and time it and see which works better so yeah that's part of yep. what we do while we're there also yep it's part of making sure that uh, we have the most up-to-date and best information for our clients which is great so uh yeah looking forward to that i'm excited uh, a few weeks away i'm at um what am I at? I was checking because, you know, I do have my Disney countdown going. So oh, yes. uh, I'm actually at about 46 days to Disney. So go. looking forward to that. You guys are, what, about four days behind, I think. So, yeah, yeah. I know I'm when I set that, it was at 60-ish. And I really haven't. I've been so busy with the holidays and my son. <laughs> I haven't really. It is on my files. It's just on my second screen. that has got to swipe over. But uh, I've been yeah. so busy, I haven't even paid attention. But, yeah, that sounds about right. Around, around the 50, 40, late high 40 range yeah it's gonna be fun looking forward to it 
So let's talk about some things we know that are coming um, and let's start with the Magic Kingdom. So, you know, Magic Kingdom had a few things kind of looking forward to 2021. Um, obviously we've had the big castle reveal of the new pink and gold castle. Um, a lot of people are not liking it. Um, I have to say it looked, to me, it looked decent in the pictures. Um, and when we were there in October, I think it looks better than I expected. I, I don't know why people are so upset. I think it looks really good. What do you think about the castle? I like it. I wouldn't go as far as to say I like it better than the original state of it, but I do like it. Now, one interesting thing I did hear, and whether I don't know if there's validity to this or not, is the actual colors <clears throat> and I guess the, the style of paint was done to help with the show, <clears throat> the, um, the reflected, the shows that they oh, the shine, shine on the camera. The projection, yep. that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yep. Um, to help make them pop and stand out a little more. Like I said, I don't know if there's any validity behind it. Uh, maybe they had the colors in mind and a certain type of paint sheen or, or texture would help that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to believe that they would change or choose a color just because of the projections. Now, I don't know. And there's been no word that I've yeah. heard how long they intend to keep this color. Is it going to go down right after, you know, the anniversary the anniversary or... things usually last for about a year and a half to two years. So they give you the yes. full year usually. So I think we'll see. You're it looking into while. 2023 before anything's going to be done. Probably. And at least, at least through summer of 2022, I would think before they even start considering to, to paint it back. Um, so they did put an iridescent sheen in the blue that is on the turrets, which is kind of cool. So depending on yeah, the time of the like day that. you look at it, they look kind of blue, they look kind of purple, and that iridescence can also help um, make those projections pop a little bit. So there's some sparkle in it. And uh, the, the pink I'm the pink is a little darker than people like, but you have to keep in mind that the Florida sun is gonna fade that pretty quickly. So it is gonna, gonna lighten a bit as it goes. Um, that's one of the things they did when they uh, did Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Orlando, as opposed to the one in California, is the colors are a lot deeper and richer just because the, the Florida sun is so much harsher and it's going to fade those colors a lot more quickly that if they went with some of the lighter, um, more dulled down colors like they did in California, um, it, it would all just fade to white really quickly. So kind of cool point. things there. Uh, of the three major colors, the pink, the gold, and the blue, I do, I do really like the blue the best, in my opinion. Yeah. I I just overall, I think it looks good. Now, there's also some rumor that that wasn't the final product, that there might be some additional additions to the castle, um, more gold something as uh, they get closer to the 50th anniversary. So if you, you think back to um, the last anniversary they did, they had some gold spires and some different characters and things that kind of surrounded the turrets and added some swirls and things to it, which I thought was kind of cool looking. Um, so I'd be curious to see what happens with that. Um, you know, but we're what about yeah. 10 months, just about 10 months away now from um, yeah. yeah, the anniversary, nine, nine full months, I guess, away from the anniversary. Yeah. So I still think it's time to for things to in there. There'll be some further enhancements uh, to the castle. I would, I would almost, I don't want to say guarantee. That's a tough word right now in the, in the, in the world we're <laughs> exactly. living in, but I would, I would venture a strong bet that there would be some, some more enhancements that have yet to be yeah. done. And it's good to see that, um, so through the holidays, there've been different um, projections they're putting on the castle since they didn't do the full holiday projection show. So as they transition from one projection to another, they've been doing some of those 
um, small fireworks off the castle uh, as part of the transition, which I think is great. Anything you can do to, um, you know, bring a little bit more of that magic back, I think is pretty cool too. You know, definitely looking forward to hopefully having some fireworks shows back in 2021, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's been pretty cool. Yeah, like again, that's just something the firework bursts in between each castle projection is just something that they didn't do at first when they started it, but they have added it. So what we all know about Disney is they're never, their feet are never firm on the ground. They're always moving. They're always thinking if we do this, would it be okay? You know, during the the time that we're in now, because obviously they're a lot of their decisions are based on the health and safety of cast members and guests. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're really trying to cut down on, the attractions that would that crowds would gather because they don't want you know, yeah. to keep your distancing. So they really, it, it takes a long time. Disney analyzes and overanalyzes. And that's why I, I really appreciate what they do so much because they really think things out. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what they do as the holidays, um, you know, start to wrap up and uh, the projections, the holiday projections go away. Are they going to find a way to do some new projections in the evenings um, to kind of keep that going? Or does it just fade back to, um, you know, typical winter when there's not usually fireworks or anything as the parks are closing earlier? So be curious to see what happens. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking the castle as it is. It's nice. So the next thing we know that um, for sure should be coming back in 2021 is the Walt Disney World Railroad. So the Walt Disney World Railroad has actually been closed for almost two years um, because they had to rip out a lot of the track in between Fantasyland and Main Street um, to make room for construction for the Tron light cycle coaster. Um, But we have seen track has been laid where the track has been pulled out. New track has gone in. Um, There's been photos of people that have seen the tracks. Um, They've also got uh, scrims and construction walls up around the Main Street train station. So that usually symbolizes um, refurbishment, repainting, some you know updates, things going on. So if that has started recently, um, that gives us a, a hint that they are working on getting the train back up and running. Um, there were some rumors out there that it looked like maybe early January, um, the railroad would start running again, but now it looks like that um, refurbishment schedule online has been pushed back to at least early March. So it's as far as the refurbishment schedule goes right now. So, you know, waiting to see what's going that. But uh, I, I'm 99% sure that the uh, railroad will be back up and running probably by summer. Yeah, I, I think this is an attraction that they can reopen without a huge fanfare. Yeah. You know, as far as a lot of people gathering, not to say on the first day it opens, you'll have your Orlando vloggers and your Disney vloggers that will, yeah. that will the flood the park. Yeah. And, and that's great. I mean, you know, it's good to see that when I can't be there. So I applaud them for doing that. But I think after that first day, you know, that's been there since 71. So in um, mm-hmm. the well, newness of it, you know, you can see it just from walking around, you don't, have, and it's, and it's four different yeah. locations as far as the, the yep. train station. So you're not all gathered into, so I think they would be okay to open this attraction without, you know, the worry of increased yeah. gatherings. It doesn't usually drive a long line um, to the trains. And, and, you know, that's why the, like the, uh, fi- the, sorry, Mickey land and uh, Frontierland train stations are not quite as big as the main street train station. Um, but 
the trains are hugely popular. Um, it's a great way to just get a little breeze and run around the park. Um, there's great things to see. Um, and Walt, you know, was really into trains and railroads. That's where we ended up with the monorails at Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, it was because of Walt's love for trains. So pretty cool um, to see those coming back. It's been a while. And um, I, I think it's a great return. But I, I, like you said, it's not a new attraction. It's not going to bring crowds like Galaxy's Edge did when it reopens. But uh, I think it'll be great to have the railroad back up and running. Yeah, but it'll still be in, in our minds a step forward. You know, exactly. one step to get out of this funk we've been in for the last true, eight true. or nine months. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't related to COVID that it went down, but no, still, it was yeah. not. It's, nope, we need to get back to some normalcy, right? Yeah, something. Well, and speaking of, uh, the reason the railway was shut down is construction on the Tron light cycle run that is going over in between <sighs> um, Fantasyland and Space Mountain uh, at Disney's Magic Kingdom. So I, I don't know about you, but I watch a lot of the um, video bloggers that go out all the time and do construction updates and show you what's going on at the parks. Um, it's interesting to see how this is coming along. Um, however, the rumors are that this, uh, this attraction was not made one of the priorities for Disney going into 2021. So we're hearing this may actually be pushed into 2022. Nothing official yet. We don't have any official word from Disney. We do know currently some construction is still going on. Um, and they're working on trying to get the canopy done on the outer portion and make sure that the, um, main show building uh, is actually watertight and closed up um, for construction. So, you know, uh, I can't wait to see this attraction. I love watching it online from um, Shanghai and I was super excited to have it come to Disney. So uh, we just don't know about this one yet. This, this one might be pushed back a little bit. I, it, the rumors are it's not yeah. going to make it for the anniversary. So my first show, my first initial, because <clears throat> when they announced it, they also, you know, said, they didn't say that it would be ready uh, before yeah, true. COVID. They didn't say it would be ready for the anniversary, um, which was jaw dropping, jaw dropping to me because if you do watch a video of the Tron light cycle, we're on in mm -hmm. Japan. I, this is amazing. I mean, yeah, it's a the cool footprint, ride. they actually had to add a little bit of footprint uh, out to Bay or yeah, Bay Lake to extend the footings um so this is a major major enhancement and i this this may be the the number one thing that i of all the things disney's doing this this could be my the one i'm most excited about yeah it's a it's a huge piece of property to put this attraction in and it's really interesting because they kind of wedged it in yeah. the corner there um, between Space Mountain and in like Mickey's Toontown area, really not Fantasyland, but um, Tomorrowland they, Speedway the, is the only thing that really took a little bit of a hit. They had to alter the, yeah. the track a little bit, but not much, not much at all. Yeah, Shorten um, the loop a little they, bit on that. And yeah. then the railway's been down while the construction has been going on. But um, it, this is a huge footprint. And the, the main show building and the main part of the attraction is actually um, outside what they call the berm, which is um, what, the main street train station the, the runaway the Walt Disney World Railway runs on <laughs> tongue-tied today um you know part of Disney's plans when he built Walt Disney World is especially for the Magic Kingdom is once you're in the Magic Kingdom he doesn't want you to be able to see outside you know at, at Disneyland when they built they didn't have enough um 
forward thinking at the time to realize how big it was going to be. So as Disneyland grew, all of the land around it grew and you could see, you know, some of the resorts and hotels and things outside. And that's one thing that Disney thought broke the magic. So when he built Magic Kingdom in Florida, he um, built this berm all the way around the outside of the park that the railroad runs on. And essentially, if you're on the railroad, in some places you can see outside of the park, but you can see in. But if you're inside the park, you really can't see much that exists outside of the park. Um, and the, the part that you can see was actually developed for that reason, too. It's yep. contemporary, which is more modern, more space aged. So that's the that's the level of thought that goes behind. It's just not, OK, we want this attraction. Let's yep. take it off the shelf and build it. It's nothing like that. And, yeah, know, they, they go over and above trying to figure things out cosmetically and structurally. Visually, yep. So yeah, so having this extend out kind of past the berm and open that area up a little bit for a new attraction, uh, that's that's pretty cool too and um, pretty interesting that they, they kind of allowed that. So cool to see that going on. Um, a lot of people don't realize too that uh, there are a couple of other attractions that actually extend outside the berm. Um, one of those is uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. So people don't realize that um, you go down the hill in the Pirates of the Caribbean, then the waterfall. And then when you get out the unload area um, at the exit, the boats go back up the hill to the upper building. Uh, and there's a reason for that. And that's because the main show building that Pirates is existing in um, is outside the berm. So in order to get you there in a boat, you go down those water slides, um, which go under the train track outside the main area of the park so you're actually in the in the external area um, once you're in the pirate building which is kind of cool um, something different and then splash mountain is the other one so the train actually runs through splash mountain but a good portion of the show building is also on the outside of the berm area in the back back there um, it's not all contained in the part you can see out front so a couple attractions have done this in the past so it's kind of cool to see that moving on yeah some new things sure did didn't know that, Alan. Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. So um, if you ever are exiting um, Pirates of the Caribbean, sometimes as a train goes by, you can hear it rumbling over your head. It's kind of cool. Uh, so that's pretty much what's going on for Magic Kingdom right now. Um, the other thing we know, not necessarily in Magic Kingdom, but kind of kind of outside it, is um, the walkway to the Grand Floridian has opened. So that's been a long time coming. Exciting. Very exciting. That was always... Yeah, I mean the grand. It's not as close as as uh, the contemporary. It is but, a little more of a walk. Yeah. And they they had the sidewalk on either side of the uh, little canal that the, the yeah. electrical light pageant was. Coaster, but there was yeah. just that gap. I mean, for the longest time, it's like, why can't they just build? And of all the things they do, they could build a swing bridge to swing that. And they finally did it. And not only does it benefit. Uh, Grand Floridian, but Polynesian, you know, they're an extra five minutes from, from uh, Grand California, uh, Grand Floridian, excuse me, to make that walk. So it really benefits two resorts and actually the TTC, if, if you want to, if you go there on a day and the boats are jam packed and the line for the monorail is outrageous, you can walk through the Polynesian, walk through the Grand Floridian and hit that walkway. It's a little yep. bit of a trek, probably a little over two miles, I guess, by the time all said and done. But, you know, it's just just another option. Options are always good to have. That's true. And um, it's getting closer to that full walk around the lagoon, which we don't mm -hmm. really have because 
Um, there really isn't a walkway underneath the bridge um, from the contemporary to the ticket transportation center at this time. So, I mean, you, you could walk it, but I don't think they really want you to. There's not a sidewalk under there in that walkway. So, um, you know, unless they restructure it a little bit and put a sidewalk in down there, I don't think they want you walking all the way around. Or you'd have to put another bridge across the top up there, but then you cut off the boat access, um, you know, for the contemporary and uh, the Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the, you know. The, the bridge is a little, going past contemporary, the bridge is a little tight and it is one of, I think, only two bridges at Disney that you actually drive under the water there and the one at Round Beach Club, which says, you know, opposite of what bridges normally go over the water with these two, True. you drive under the water and it's, yeah. True. Is there one at Beach Club too? Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, if you go around Beach Club, like uh, if you come in through boardwalk and go around, like if you're going toward the beach club, not if you come right off of uh, what's that world drive, if you just mm -hmm. go there, the beach club is right to right. But if oh, you go that's past right. beach club, yeah, it goes under and that's the yeah. water. I think one of the waterways for world showcase. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that was back there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I think it's exciting to see. Um, I think I'm interested to see how many people will use that walkway. Um, I think more people than they expected will probably use it. I think so. At least, at least at first, because it is something new. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, like I said, it's it's another opportunity. You know, if you are at the parks and you don't want to wait for a monorail or you don't want to wait for a boat, uh, it's a good opportunity to take the take a stroll or in the morning take a stroll over. And and you got a lot of you mentioned it about the marathon and the run. there are a lot of of uh, guests that go to Disney World that really enjoy their morning runs. Mm -hmm. You know, around the boardwalk is a good one, and now. Even if it's not a complete loop, I mean, if you started at the TTC, you get to run through the Polynesian, through the Grand Floridian, beautiful scenery, you might see the monorail above you just about the whole time and run to the entrance of Magic Kingdom and you turn around and, and go back. You know, that could be close to a four mile course there. And that's a beautiful, beautiful scenery. Nice run. It is. It is. All right, so uh, let's talk about what else is going on around the world. Let's move over to Epcot. So there's some cool things coming to Epcot. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about has been delayed. It was supposed to open in 2020, um, and it's got a lot of attention. I feel like they're getting close. There's been a lot of um, little video things posting lately, and, and that's about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So that's the expansion to the France Pavilion. Um, we're bringing Remy's Ratatouille Adventure over. It's virtually a clone of the ride from France. Um, it, it does not have the restaurant, but it is bringing in uh, a creperie. So the creperie is supposed to have both sit down and um, walk up service as well um, back in that expanded area of the France Pavilion. So again, this was, was supposed to be 2020, but you know, there's been a bunch of delays and things going on <laughs> around the world. And um I'm looking forward to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I am very anxious to get this going. Um, like you said, last I heard it, it was done, or it is done for the most part, uh, besides final touch-ups here and there. Um, along with the ride, just the, the extension to the France Pavilion looks immaculate back there. Can't wait just to walk back there and and uh, see everything 
Yeah, um, it's always cool to see when they expand something. Um, I don't know if you saw I saw something recently where they actually had um, uh, a social media person back in the area behind the construction wall. Um, Remy, the character, was in the background out there and uh, kind of doing some shots of the entrance and the, the area. Uh, looks like it's great. Looks like it's pretty much done and ready to welcome guests. Um, I don't think it'll be that long in February into 2021 before this attraction really gets opening. I don't either. Again, just as we discussed earlier, it's all strategy to when would be the best time to open this and not create a massive gathering. Influx of crowds. Um, yeah. You know, they may be waiting for a slow time of year. If Not that there really is one anymore at Disney World. Uh, they may be waiting for the vaccine to be more widespread to, to yeah. relieve some of the fear and, and the actual uh, contact distancing to be the lack to be lax a little bit. Um, so I, I truly believe those are all things that they're waiting for before they release it. Cause I, I personally think it's, yeah. it's all ready to go. It was pretty close to done when they were ready to shut down. So now you're looking at almost a year delay Um yeah, it, it's it's getting pretty close. And there's more and more video showing up of it. So I think they're trying to get people hyped without causing that crowd. And like I, like you said, they're probably waiting, you know, technically to move into off season. Um, I don't know what spring break is going to look like this year. So um, well, I, I would What's think... off season at Epcot? There's a there's a festival yeah. every well, month of the year except for <laughs> June and July. And and I I got to rephrase yeah. that because now they they actually pushed the uh, flower and garden. I think it ends June fire, yeah. 5th now. So now you've got July and August. Well, July, because August will probably start food and wine. Yep. So literally the, the 30 calendar days of July are really the only month of the, of the calendar year that I don't think there's going to be some sort of festival at Epcot. Yeah. But uh, I think there's so much. And I don't mind everything that. going on. Yeah. yeah. There's so much construction and everything going on at Epcot. I think they need a bit of a boost as well. Um, you know, and the festivals that we've had since they've reopened have been a taste of and not the full festivals. So, you know, there is that, but I, I really feel like Epcot needs a little bit of a boost right now. Um, and I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a really fun attraction. Um, I like crepes too. So I'm excited to see what they have in the crepery back there. Um, we tend to get uh, the Nutella crepe or the chocolate crepe when we go um, as a nice little snack. So it's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. And uh, I'm hopeful for the first quarter of 2021. So potentially, you know, we might be some of the first to see it. Man. Hopefully. It, or just soft. Let's just soft open it in February. And I'd be happy. Exactly. Don't announce it. Just let certain people no. come and see and it. That's and that's what they will do. We just, yeah. yeah, that's typical. Um, so another main thing that is coming to Epcot for 2021 um, is Space 220. So again, this is another um, dining, sit-down dining location for Epcot. It's at the uh, Mission Space Pavilion right next to Test Track and Mission Space. Um, I think this is such a really cool idea. So the concept of this restaurant is you are actually going to go in and get into some sort of um, space elevator that is going to take you 220 miles above the surface of the earth to an orbiting station where you're going to go into the restaurant and be able to eat. So, um, you know, uh, Disney's recently released a few uh, behind the scenes photos 
uh, of the restaurant as it's starting to open. It looks just like the artwork that they released before, which I think is kind of cool. Um, it, it looks, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a space guy. I would love to go to space if I had the opportunity. Um, so I think this is going to be really cool. Um, this has been delayed. It was actually, I believe, supposed to open in 2019. Uh, and it's been pushed back to 2020 and now into 2021. But I think they're finally getting there. I think this one's going to happen. I remember I took a solo trip last March. And at that time, wait, no, it was 2019. You're right. And uh, I kept waiting and waiting because the anticipation is, oh, it's going to be open. They kept pushing it back by a week, by two weeks. Obviously, it never happened. So, yeah, we're it's another one that I think is ready to go. Uh, they just recently, over the last few weeks, pulled down the, the scrim over the signage so you can actually see the sign. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're facing mission space off to the right there where you'll go up and, and get the elevator. So again, we're just, uh, it's just a matter of time, wait, wait, waiting for some things to clear and, and it'll be off and running. And you'll be able to basically sit in a space station with windows out to space and see the curvature of the earth and things going on as you dine. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, seeing how well the um, Imperial cruiser looks at uh, galaxy's oh, edge. Yeah when you're part of the rise of the resistance. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. I can't wait to see that. Um, another li interesting little twist, so. smaller twist we'll coming to Epcot. Do. Yeah. Uh, another little smaller twist coming to, to Epcot is um, Disney's going to update the interactive game that's out there. So originally it was a Kim possible adventure um, and you used phones to go through and do things around world showcase with that. That became agent P Um uh, and the Agent P adventure around World Showcase. And they're going to change this over to Disney's DuckTales World Showcase adventure. So um, another opportunity to bring some Disney intellectual property into the park, which I think is cool. Um, I have never done any of these at Epcot. Have you done these with the kids? I have. We've done it a couple of times. And I want to say the very first take on this was Phineas and Ferb. Does that sound right? Might be. Mm -hmm. and yeah, so we did that. And then we did it when it was... Uh, Agent P. Um, and it, it's fun. I'm sure the technology is a little better now because I remember when we first did it, they had those old Nokia type flip phone looking things. <laughs> I remember so seeing sure... people going around the park doing stuff with that. I was like, what are they yeah. doing? Yeah, it's really neat. It's uh, you walk around and when you get to a location, the phone tells you how to interact and you do whatever it asks you to do, like in, in China, uh, in the water there in the middle, something like a little Buddha doll will rise. Yeah, it's fun. It really is fun. And it's it's definitely geared toward children and um, has a almost like a video game type appeal to it. So while they get to see and do their quests of the adventure, the parents get to go into the lands and oh, while we're here, why don't we yep. look at this? And then then we'll go off to the next land and do. So, yeah, I, I think that was uh, a great way to do that because they have those and then they have the kid cots and all the different lands. In my opinion, you know, the, uh, the actual adventure of the agent P soon to be ducktails is, is a little more exciting. Keeps her mind yeah. going a little bit. Well, so um, last year for the first time I did sorcerers of the magic kingdom. I knew it was there. I kind of knew what it supposedly was, but I'd never done it. So we did that um, last year when we were there for my birthday and uh, my mom, my brother and I did it. And we actually had a really good time doing that, just walking around and seeing what the little storylines were and what was going on. Um, 
And my mom's already addicted to the cards. So now every time we go, she's going to go and sign it. Even if we don't play, she's going to sign in to get more cards. Got to get all the cards. Um, so I, I'm kind of curious to see what this is going to be. I'm like that it's DuckTales. Um, you know, it was also supposed to open in the summer of 2020, but that's been pushed back a little bit. So um, I think it's a good addition, especially for kids. Um, you know, there's, there's also a lot of those um, seek and find things that they do uh, at Epcot, which are kind of cool. So um, it's been Remy for a while. And over the holidays, they've had an Olaf um, seek and find. You can go and find Olaf. Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. And the Easter eggs at Easter. So there's some cool things coming on there. So I, I think this will be fun um, and a nice little addition. Uh, for kids to go with the kids stuff that are there. It's pretty cool. Right. I would think uh, probably I'll, I'll take the next one here. The, the one that sticks out like a sore thumb that is hard to not notice if you're at the park now is the massive barges that are out on World Showcase Lagoon mm-hmm. that are going to be permanent now uh, for the new nighttime spectacular show Harmonious. Um, and I know, and they haven't, it's not up to full scale yet. Obviously the show is not going there, just putting these barges in place. But from what I've seen and what I've heard during the day, the barges have to stay maintained so they won't float back behind a stage like the ones for illuminations did. Mm-hmm. So these will be permanent, but during the day, they're supposed to have fountains to somewhat hide the massiveness of this barge because while the Mm -hmm. while it looks like it's going to be a a fantastic show these these barges project this huge screen um that'll have ipo and all disney characters uh flashed on them and it'll be great but it absolutely destroys the sight line when you're coming uh, into world showcase like you can no longer see the germany pavilion from a straight shot from in between the two uh, the two shops there hmm. so i guess you got to give a little to get a little yeah it's yeah uh, i've seen of it and uh i liked illuminations sure. i i i still remember the original illuminations and i'm not one of those people like oh why'd you change it it was so great i mean i get things change with the time um but I remember the original illuminations and one of the things I thought that was the coolest about it is that it really celebrated the different nations as part of Epcot. So each um, in the old ball that used to be out there, the, the country's name would shine across the ball and they would play music from that country in each country, all the pavilions and the lights would light up individually. And then it would go to the next country and it worked its way around world showcase. Um, so it was kind of cool to hear, you know, the German music and seeing the Germany pavilion lights flying. And then you see Japan and the drums and uh, it's fly, you know, it, it was pretty cool. Um, then we moved into illuminations um, and they, they did a lot of changes to it. Um, I, I get that the illuminations ball was a lot more technical um, than the old ball. <laughs> I, it's shaped like the globe and you can't yeah. always see what they're projecting on it. I didn't think it had the clearest projections. So no, uh, it did not. Did the old ball, I never saw the original illuminations, but did the old ball open or was it? It did not No, The old ball was just a solid ball. It didn't do anything. So then when illuminations came in and reflections of earth, that ball then opened and the fire, you know, pit right. came out of it. And, um, and that goes with so, the story with the destruction of the, of the earth. And so, yeah, yeah, I could see that was their I reason the reason for using that. Um, yeah. so, I mean, it was cool, but I didn't like the ball as much. Um, and, and I do miss, you know, kind of celebrating the countries. I think that was kind of cool. So, um, we saw Epcot forever, 
that was a temporary show that was going uh, to, to handle the interim between Illuminations and Harmonious coming in. Um, did not get good reviews. It did not. It, it was about 10 minutes where normally the um, shows at Epcot are about 20 minutes for Illuminations and, and Reflections of Earth. Um, so it was about half the time. It was cool to hear some of the original music come back from some of the attractions that are not there anymore or doing those songs, um, which was kind of nice. So I enjoyed that. It was cool to see the light up kites. Um, yes. Yeah. It just felt temporary to me. So sure. I'm really looking forward to Harmonious. Um, you're right. So there are uh, four large barges that are going to go out around the world. JK's Lagoon. These barges are really technologically advanced. So they have giant LED screens on them. So I think the visuals should be a lot better because it's a big LED screen. Um, so when they project an image on it, you should be able to see it pretty clearly. Um, but they it will also shoot fireworks. They, like you said, will have water fountains and, and these big water jets um, in them. So during the day, they are supposed to have fountains out there so that it looks like something nice instead of just, you know, this mechanical piles in the middle of the lagoon, um, which I think is a good idea. And then, um, you know, at night, it's supposed to be amazing. This is one of the largest nighttime spectaculars they've ever done at a Disney park. So it, it, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. I think it's going to look great. And I'm excited. They had, they had uh, really great vision and hope for Epcot. And unfortunately, the timing of everything, they started destruction on a lot of the future world part of it. Right, um, as everything went so that, kaput. Yeah, so that, that has sort of forced Disney's hands to do some cutbacks. And some of the things that they had planned are not going to be now. So when we haven't mm -hmm. seen the thing, the, the one thing is the multi-level, um, call it, it was going to be, uh, a space that was going to be used for festivals and the second level yeah. was going to have a, an unbelievable view of harmonious or the fireworks show that was going out on the lagoon. Yeah. To my knowledge, as of right now, that has been scrapped and I don't know what their plans are for that right now, but um, you know, I would tuned. think they're going to finish what's happening in the central, like the uh, community core East and community core West yeah, those and are leave destroyed. the bridges and things out as they are is probably what will happen if, if I just had to guess. Um, a lot of construction going on there. And then the one last one that we have for Epcot um, is that we do have Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind that is scheduled to come. Now, this attraction was still listed by Disney on one of their priority lists. So I think they're hoping also to get this one up in 2021, um, you know, even by the end. So this attraction is farther along than the Tron light cycle run um, in the fact that Tron light cycle run has not done any um, track testing at the moment, but we've already seen um, photo imagery of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Cosmic Rewind doing train testing. So what happens when you build a roller coaster and we saw this um, throughout the summer at Universal, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But what happens when you build a roller coaster is once the coaster track is done and complete and the first cars start to come in, you do what's called a push-pull of um, one or two of the coaster trains to make sure that the track is good. Um, they typically have something attached to the train um, that has arm reach um, distance on it. So you know it, it goes just beyond anybody's available reach from the system so that they start pushing and pulling a train car um, through the entire track circuit 
um, to check and make sure that the sites are good, the reach is good, there's no issues, things like that. Um, so we did see that last summer. And um, just a few weeks ago, um, actually it was almost a month, two months ago now, we did see that they were doing this process at Guardians of the Galaxy. So what usually happens once that push-pull is done is shortly after that, they start doing test cycles. So no confirmation that any test cycling has been done yet. This is an all indoor attraction. So we won't be able to see it unless they tell us um, that it's happened. So they, they did put out the push-pull was going on. That's a good sign uh, of moving forward. Um, so I'm, I'm also really hopeful. Sorry, Alan. So they also yeah. put out the the image of the actual train car and how mm -hmm. the the seat will rotate because it's going to be more of a visual type story. Now it'll be yeah. a thrill ride too, as you can yeah. tell by the launch. But uh, yeah, they showed the 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 color scheme and the pivot, how it, it can rotate it right and left. Really cool. So it can have it can have visuals on either side, and it sort of like I guess like a spaceship Earth, how it can rotate you at the top. It will do yep. that, obviously, to be a lot more technologically advanced. But uh, well, and that's that exactly way, they how they're describing it. On both sides, yeah. It's that Omni Mover, which is your, um, you know, Spaceship Earth, Haunted Mansion, uh, Voyage of the Mermaid, um, Finding Nemo. The, those long, continuous trains of vehicles where you sit on a vehicle that follows a track, but it can turn right or left um, as you go. It's similar to that, but that now will then be on a roller coaster track. So. They can actually pivot that car. So you're going to, um, the rumor is that it is a reverse launch. So I believe the uh, vehicle will be pointing one direction and you'll launch backwards. And then once you get into the show building, those vehicles will start to turn and you'll be going forward and sideways and all kinds of ways. So it looks great. And I'm really hopeful that they still get this um, for the anniversary. And it looks have promising. Ever, have you ever had the chance to experience a reverse launch coaster? Uh, I don't think I have done a reverse launch coaster. I think everything I've done, I've done several launch coasters, but I think they're all forward. Yes. So there's Mr. Freeze at Six Flags local here in Missouri. And I can describe it as think of rock and roller coaster, but turn backwards. <laughs> so it's just the extra, you still get the, the feel of the G's, but you're backwards. So you can't see where you're going. It's, yeah. It's quite, it's quite the experience. Well, I'm looking forward um, to it. So actually, I did, a while back, I did get to go to um, Paris Disneyland, and they actually have uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril roller coaster there. And um, the time that I went, they were running it backwards, so the trains had been turned around. So it wasn't so much of a launch, but um, right. it, it actually had a loop in it too. So that was kind of interesting. I would actually prefer the launch just to go backwards, get it over, and then turn the right side because I don't like moving <laughs> backwards if I can't, if I can help it. I mean, the launch is one thing, it's so quick. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be, your senses are going to be destroyed anyway, whether you're forward or backwards, but then turn me around and let me, let me look go the right way. way. <laughs> yeah. The whole Skyliner thing, if you remember that. Well, that's quite a bit for Epcot. That's some cool things to talk about and a lot of good things to look forward to. Um, really, really think that Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, and Remy um, will happen in 2021. I think Remy will be fairly early in 2021, and I think Guardians will probably be summer to late fall. Um, but excited about those. Yes. Um, 
So some other things we have to talk about uh, moving over to Hollywood Studios is uh, Hollywood Studios is scheduled to get the Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. Um, this is supposed to be a table service restaurant in Toy Story Land. Now, the, much of the outside of the building was already done on this as well. And so they're still kind of hinting that it may come in 2021. I'm kind of excited about that. I think that's that. stretching it. I mean, considering all the things that they have to focus on to try to get done for the... Uh, 50th anniversary this to me would be on the back burner and also to mention that all disney love was in hollywood studios for the last two to three years with star wars galaxy's edge toy and story toy land story. mickey mm -hmm. and minnie's running so they have put a lot of time and effort into that park over the last few years so in my mind and i could be completely wrong this is probably something that may extend past 2021 while it's something fairly simple to do and maybe because of that, it will get done in 2021. I, I just, I don't see the urgency of this, but I would love when it, when it comes, I will be very happy. to. to well, I think part of it is, um, part of what's giving the urgency to it is, you know, I, I talked about this with Brian not too long ago and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of sit down restaurants at Hollywood studios. Do they really need another table service restaurant at Hollywood studios? Um, but the issue is they're all at the front of the park for the most part. So this brings you something a little farther back in the park, another dining option. Um, and if you think in Toy Story Land, there really is, other than a, a cart that comes out every so often, there is one quick service location. Woody's Lunch Lunchbox is the only quick service location there. And if you go over into Galaxy's Edge, you have a couple quick service restaurants um, and snack cart type things, but there's no real, real food back there. Although I think some of those quick service meals that you can get in Galaxy's Edge are pretty good. Um, there's not a full meal back there. So if you want to actually do any sit down dining at Hollywood studios, the farthest thing in the back is sci-fi dining at the moment, which is, you know, right next to Muppets and um, kind of just around the corner from Indiana Jones. Back in that area. Oh, too. that's right. Mama Rose. I always forget about Mama Rose back there. Well, it's so tucked. It's really tucked away unless you're back looking in the corner. Yeah. So there's two, two dining locations back there, but then the other main, Dining is all up yeah, front. So you've got all, 50s primetime, you've got Hollywood and Vine, and you've got the Brown Derby all kind of right up there in front. So yeah. Interesting. But and in the future, yeah. I think they'll they'll eventually add a, uh, a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I mean, they have to at some point. I, I there's been no word or I haven't seen or heard anything of it, but that's just the well, prime location for a character. For meal. a sit-down. Yeah, or a yes, tip service meal. Yes. Um, I, I agree. So I'm curious to see uh, one of those things that's coming up we're going to talk about next um, might hint to that in a minute. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, if the main part of the building is done, um, there's the building is hidden pretty much in trees other than the entrance area. So there's not a whole it lot is. of facade work that needs to happen to make that happen. And the interior, you know, it, it's a restaurant and it's, um, it's, giant toy themed and and kind of game piece themed i if you look at the theming around toy store i think it would be fairly easy to put together i don't think it would take very long yeah. and barbecue you're there's absolutely right great opportunity for barbecue um you know we ate at regal eagle smokehouse and you know if the the food is similar to that i think it's going to be a popular thing yeah i 100 agree so the next thing kind of leading into that that's due to come to disney world they're still saying in 2021 is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon. This is a Star Wars-themed resort. It is next to Hollywood Studios. Um, they have shown some 
uh, footage recently or some uh, room mock-ups of what the rooms would look like on the, the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. Everybody's excited about this. It's going to be a three-day, two-night stay, similar to a cruise. Um, you will actually get to dress in costume and be a part of the activities and things that are going on the Star Cruiser. Um, you will have an opportunity to do shore excursions to uh, Batu in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's going to be treated kind of like a cruise. It's going to be mostly all-inclusive um, once you're on the, the cruiser. Um, so, you know, there completely is... Completely immersive. In, yeah, in a and role. there is supposed to be dining there. So yes. that's what I was saying is if, if they have a dining location that becomes very popular <laughs> with the Galactic Cruiser it would only stand to reason that that might make its way into an area about two somewhere to eat. Certainly makes sense. Certainly makes sense. It would sense. be cool. Uh, so we've actually heard mm -hmm. what Disney is really focusing most of their <laughs> yeah. time and energy to get done first from everything I've yeah. seen. This has made the most progress since the shutdown. Yeah. Um, so I really think they're focusing on this. I don't, I, my opinion really doesn't mean much, but I would disagree <laughs> because, you know, if you're one to celebrate your, your 50th anniversary, I would say let's focus on the things that the, the majority of the people will be able to enjoy yeah. where this is going to be really for a very unique group. And like you said, it's, it's, it's an all inclusive experience. And um, once you step foot in, you're going to don, don your, your Jedi robes and, and your, your Sith Lord masks and, and you're, <laughs> you're in a role, you're in a movie. Yeah. And, yeah. and while that's all good and well and great, I just it's don't, gonna be I don't see it as yeah. a priority right now. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. Well, once you say well, it compared to a cruise, then, you know, I think that's the reason about. that it's a priority is that, you know, sure. not being able to run full attendance and things that's been going on. Um, something else that's going to bring, an influx of cash to them is what they need right now after this year. So I think that's part of the reason is it, it is so going to be cheap. Um, it is going to be kind of an exclusive thing, but it, it's going to bring in some cash. And uh, I think that's probably why there's so many people dying for this experience. If they do it and right, not a lot of room stay booked. So exactly. It'll stay booked for It'll a while. 100% booked. So the rumor was that this was actually supposed to be available for, to start booking for us as agents you know, the last quarter of this year, we were supposed to have that become available and know what to expect. But obviously, you know, the state of the world has pushed everything back. So we don't have any bookings available yet. We don't have an official opening date yet, but they are still pushing forward and saying 2021. So I would hope to hear something fairly soon, at least on our side. Um, it would be pretty cool. It, it will That's be, a lot of cool uh, things. Yeah, it'll it'll be like nothing else. I, I you know, I said oh, yeah. that about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and I I still believe that the, the theming in there is is uh, intense. But this Galactic Star Cruiser, I, I think they are just pulling no stops. There is going to yeah. be unbelievable. It's going to be great. Uh, it's something I'm definitely looking forward to trying. Yeah, definitely. That's a lot of things coming to Disney. Um, the only yes. thing we have really fully announced coming uh, down the street at Universal Orlando is we do have the uh, Jurassic World Velocicoaster has been announced for Islands of Adventure. It's actually due to open in the summer of 2021. They have been plugging ahead with this attraction full steam ahead. So um, 
if you haven't had a chance to see online, the, if there's places you can go and see spoilers where um, you can actually see video of the train cycling. Um, you know, Disney's put out a little, I mean, Universal's put out a little bit of sneak peeks about what the trains are going to look like. They have lights on them at night. Um, it looks like it's an amazing coaster. Can't wait to see it. Um, it is going to reach top speeds of 70 miles per hour. And its main um, top hat element that they're calling, you go almost straight up and you do a crest and it'll come pretty close to straight back down with an 80 degree drop is going to be 155 feet tall. So that's just about 15 stories. It's a good sized, uh, you know, up and over hill to go over. Uh, but they're saying there's going to be a lot of airtime in this one. Uh, there is actually one element that I have not seen before where the coaster train actually flips upside down. And most of the time when you do um, an, an upside down maneuver, it's a corkscrew or it's, you know, um, a barrel roll, something along those lines. They do have those as well. But in this case, the train actually flips upside down and runs for a few seconds upside down uh, on a, a little straight path. So I think yeah. this looks really so, cool. I so just, just to give a little bit of, of reference, uh, you mentioned that has a 155 foot hill. So I went to Google and I said, well, you know, let's, what, what can we compare it to just to get, you know, an idea of what we're talking about? So I, I Googled how tall or, you know, how tall is uh, the Hulk coaster since it's right across mm -hmm. the water. Mm -hmm. Hulk coaster is 112 feet. Mm -hmm. The Velocicoaster is going to dwarf that at 155. Yep. So it will make a major impression on the skyline once you walk into um, the park. Yep. It's, 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 uh, it's already as you can see the, the track out there. It looks amazing. Um, I can't wait to see this one. I love roller coasters and I think it's going to be amazing and themed around the Velociraptor like that. I think it's yeah. going to be pretty cool. Um, there are some Velociraptor scenes inside. So you may encounter some Velociraptors while you're on the ride. I think that'd be pretty cool. And Universal has really hit a home run with Hagrid's. Um, I have yes, not been do. able to, to physically be there and do it yet, but uh, seeing it, on videos online and hearing people talk about it. Yeah. There are quite a few people that have given Hagrid's the, the crown as the best coaster in central Florida. That yeah. says a lot to me. So I the, believe it's universal the same builder or same ride designer. Yeah. And that's, that that's what doing... my point was, is well, that if, if they hit it out of the park like that with Hagrid, uh, this has got to be just as good, if not better. I, time will see. Yeah, and it is uh, another multi-launch coaster. The, yes, there's multiple yes. launches in it as well, similar to Hagrid's. So, um, I can't wait. I think it looks great. I'm excited to see it. Definitely have to get down there soon. It's going to be fun. So, before we get too much farther on, we want to talk. Um, we were saying earlier in the episode that Nick was the winner of our most recent mystery bucket, uh, mystery popcorn bucket. So, we want to give you the keyword for this episode, and the keyword for this episode is travels. So, we've had four words now fourth word being travels. So uh, be sure to comment on this episode and put travels into the comments so that you can get entered for a chance to win one of those mystery popcorn buckets. Uh, and then we're going to have one final one where if you listen to all the episodes and you have all four of the words, you can put them together into a phrase. Um, let us know what that phrase is. So we do have two more opportunities for mystery popcorn buckets as they are. So kind of fun there. Good luck. everyone. Uh, yeah. Good luck. Good luck. So of all those things, Mike, what are you looking forward to the most, do you think? Well, as, as a general response to that, I would say what I'm looking forward to most 
two is just normalcy or whatever we can get back to close to normalcy that we knew as far as the parks are concerned. Um, but specifically, definitely Tron for me, without a doubt. I, I just, it, it was, I mean, Tron had to go in the Magic Kingdom. It had to go in Tomorrowland. And yeah, no they extended and wedged, like you said earlier, they, they made it fit there. That was the only place on property that it made sense to go. And they did it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. And I especially can't wait to see it at night, seeing pictures of the one in, in Japan at night with the lights. And yeah, it looks really Tron cool. is a, a visually appealing movie anyway, sort of like Avatar with the bioluminescence. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, that well, and I think it kind of is... goes with the the repaint scheme that they've been working on for Tomorrowland. Right. So, you know, back in the 80s, they add this kind of Jules Verne, modern uh, neon and metal kind mm-hmm. of take to uh, Tomorrowland. And they're in the process of taking that away and stripping it back down more so to the kind of clean, sleek um, yes. view that it was back when the park opened. So I think that actually kind of goes well with it. They're they're painting interesting paint schemes and colors throughout Tomorrowland, but they're really just kind of stripping it back down to um, more architecturally yeah. streamlined things. It, it's a nice, I clean think it looks look. really cool. Yeah, nice yeah, clean lines. Um, and I think it's going to fit great with that. So very cool. Um, I think I'm probably looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy um, uh, at oh. Disney. I think that's going to be a great attraction. I can't wait to see that one. So many cool yeah, things Yeah, I mean, you think that. about all everything we just talked about. I, I, on any year i'd be happy to see one of these and there's a possibility (laughs) within a a 12 to 18 month period we could get three amazing oh yeah it's such an exciting time and again when when the world reopens it's just going to be a mad rush that's going to create so much attention and so much uh desire to get down to central florida to to kind of get back to normalcy you um but i'm seeing some more quotes coming in now so oh, I yeah. think people uh, have a lot of um, positivity around the vaccines that are starting to come out. And I've got more people reaching out to me and looking, you know, mostly for um, summer and fall of 2021. So they have time, but uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely seeing some more activity. So yes, it's definitely on the uptick and I am extremely happy to see it for, for many reasons. Yeah. And we're happy to help everybody out there, um, you know, navigate the, the sort of <laughs> new normal. We hate to say that, but the sort of things that are going on now so that you can be prepared and be ready for it and, and get you ready for the new things to come. So, you know, that's why we spend so yeah. much time going. I mean, obviously we love to go to Disney, but that's part of the reason we spend so much time going as often as we do is to make sure we're always up to date and we have the most current information for everybody. So that's exactly right. That. And in and, and my mind, and we do that on a continuing basis, but right now when you have such a major change in the way Disney is implementing just their normal everyday routine it's more important than ever that you really contact um, an authorized disney travel planner um, to help plan your trip to disney because there are so many things that are different Um, even if you've gone before it really is completely different everything down from fireworks to parades to how you enter the parks how you get to the park really i can't think of one aspect that really stayed the same you know at least in a minor way um so just it's a lot of money to go to disney so and and of course we don't charge a fee so 
it just doesn't make sense. And, it, you know, it doesn't have to be us. Just please use a travel planner that is an authorized Disney travel planner and they can give you the best information, save yeah. you so much time and time is money and uh, it'll just enhance your experience and it'll be one that, that you will never forget. Yeah, especially with the crowds being as different as they are right now and the park hours changing constantly. Um, there, there's so many ways and things to navigate and get through, um, you know, and that, that's what we're here for to make, make that yeah, easier. And, and you. you know, with the safety guidelines and there are, now you have to make park pass uh, reservations. Mm -hmm. If you show up at a park thinking it's the same as it was and you don't have a park pass reservation, your day is going to be, be ruined in. because even yep. if you have a ticket bought and you didn't make a park pass reservation, you can't get in that park. And that's just exactly. one example of why you, you really just need to reach out and contact the travel uh, Disney travel planner. And um, just ask, if, sure for nothing else, just covered. ask questions. Yeah. Just exactly. ask questions and make okay. sure that um, your hard earned money that you're spending to go is going to be justified. And, and mm -hmm. well, yeah. And you're going to get the memories that you're looking for. Absolutely. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. We want to thank everybody for listening and uh, definitely ask you to feel free to comment with your own thoughts and ideas. What do you think of these new attractions and things that are coming to uh, Florida for 2021? What are you most excited to see? We'd love to hear your ideas. Uh, look forward to our next episode where we're going to continue our Treat Yourself series. And we're going to be talking about Christmas at Disney. So with Brian down there now, um, enjoying just after Christmas and before New Year's, um, you know, we're going to talk to you about what kind of cool things you can expect around the holidays at Disney and what to look forward to if you'd like to plan a trip for 2021. Um, I already have some folks looking for that as well for Christmas 2021. So excited to see that. Anything else, Absolutely. Mike? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely on the, the Gears podcast page. Um, keep a lookout for the Saturday showdown tomorrow. Um, you get to make a choice between a Mickey pretzel or a churro, which is your favorite, <laughs> which is your go-to snack. Uh, we will have that live trip view with Brian, like you'd mentioned. Uh, we'll have what do you want to know Wednesday, trivia Thursday. And all those are posted on our Facebook page. So please make sure you are liking and following it to get us in the logarithms and let more people see the kind of work we're doing to help you guys when you plan your trips to Disney and Universal. Absolutely. Just keep in touch. Uh, and if you enjoy the show and you think you know someone else who may enjoy it as well, please share this episode with them. Uh, and as always, we want to hear from you. So again, leave us your comments, send us an email. Um, all of our contact details and information are available in the show description. So reach out to us anytime. We'd love to hear from you guys. So well, I and got today's always, quote. Yeah, yep, I got today's show quote wanna... in, man. It fits perfect for the time, <laughs> I would have to say. And the quote is, the only thing predictable about life is unpredictability. I, it could never be more accurate than, than what we're going through right now. And of course, I was from Remy and Ratatouille. That has pretty um, that much been perfect. the sum of 2020, hasn't it? Absolutely. Perfect, perfect placement for that quote. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining and filling in, Mike. We appreciate having you. Um, great job taking, uh, taking the reins for Brian. Anytime. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. All right. Uh, thanks again, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Have a great afternoon. Bye guys. Bye-bye.